My Seven Chakras, Episode 78. Be here now. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on, Action Takers? AJ here, and welcome back to your one-stop solution for information, insights, and tips that will transform your life. Now, we've got a lot of exciting plans for My 7 Chakras in the near future. New topics, new guests, and new ideas to help you progress boldly towards your human revolution. But as we head there, I need your feedback so so that I can provide you the best information that you need on your journey. So my question is, what is your single biggest challenge when it comes to health and wellness? I repeat, when you think about your health and wellness, what is it one thing that you're that you've been trying to do or trying to find, but you just can't find enough information about or you just face a challenge every time you think about it. So send me a message by visiting our website. That's my S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com, my7chakras.com. Go to the tab, connect or go to the tab, contact AJ and tell me what is your single biggest challenge when it comes to health and wellness. Again, the way to message me is by going to our website, my7chakras.com, clicking the tab named contact AJ and telling me what is your single biggest challenge in regards to health and wellness. I read all your messages and emails and I'll provide the responses. And more importantly, I will use that information to find all the information, insights and advice that I can in regards to that what you need and provide them to you so thanks a lot for that and moving on today i am super excited to bring you our featured guest nico luce so nico are you ready to inspire i am inspired already yes (laughs) wonderful so nico luce has been practicing and teaching yoga for over a decade and has trained in various lineages such as power vinyasa ashtanga anusara yin and pilates He's also a devoted student of Eastern philosophy and spirituality, which he weaves into the physical practice to create a profound transformational experience, bringing meaning to the practice and attention to refined biomechanics are at the heart of his teachings. Nico and his family live in Switzerland, from where he travels internationally, teaching workshops, retreats, and teacher trainings, and regularly produces instructional videos for Gaia. So, Nico, I've given our listeners a mini intro, but take about a minute and tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, well, um, you introduced me already, but basically I I was born in France. I, I grew up in Argentina, where my parents were from. And when I was 22 years old, I went traveling around the world and in India, in Agra, I met the love of my life. She, she's a Canadian woman. We're still together. That was about 16 years ago. And so then we moved to Vancouver, Canada. We lived there for 13 years. And when my yoga career gave me the opportunity to travel and to live abroad, um, we, we decided to move here to Switzerland. 
we are in the French-speaking part, and we live in the countryside, in actually a, a horse farm, and we love it. Beautiful. So, if I'm not mistaken, you were in Vancouver for a good amount of time, right? Oh, yes. 13 years in Vancouver. We opened a yoga studio uh, called Y Yoga in, in the North Shore, and now it's, it's a... It's a it's a big uh, yoga chain across Canada. Of course, I've heard so much about it. And I'm not sure if you know that, but I'm based in Vancouver. And I love going to yoga studios. I used to regularly frequent Semper Viva. But ever since I came across Gaia, I watch the videos online. I watch your videos, which is so wonderfully done. And uh, I noticed that you integrate philosophy and uh, provide such great advice in addition to uh, talking about the poses that yoga comprises. So I love watching your videos and I do so all the time. Thank you. Now, Nico, we're going to talk about uh, uh, yoga a lot today, the union of mind, body and spirit. But in order to get to that space and to be able to comprehend that information in a much better way, we need a dose of inspiration. So Nico, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And how do you apply this quote in your life? The, the quote is this uh, three words together, be here now. For me, it's, it's about being present. Life is happening right now. It only happens right now. And this moment will pass. All the moments pass. So perhaps the, the deepest spiritual practice is the most simple one to just be present. We are part of life and as life happens we happen we can never be separate from here and now it's always here and it's always now here it used to be vancouver now is uh, switzerland but here is always i'm always here and i'm always now and it's so obvious and we forget to to live in the present moment and that is the practice of yoga in a nutshell wonderful be here now and it's so easy as you mentioned to forget that everything happens right now and sometimes we think a lot about the future in terms of planning and visioning and things like that and we think a lot about the past about what happened things that we really can't control and i love that you say that the deepest spiritual practice is the simplest be here now and also one of our guests recently shared that one of the biggest gifts that you can provide to anyone is your presence and you can only achieve that if you are here now. So thanks a lot for sharing. Yeah. So let's start with understanding what is yoga to you? To me, yoga is the practice of being present. And it gives us the tools to be present in the physical body as a hatha yogi, mm -hmm. but also to be present in your mind as a yani yogi, or to be present in your heart as a bhakti yogi, or in any form that you want it. Is there are different tools. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so yoga is not the answer. Yoga posed the question first. Mm -hmm. Are you here now? Are you present? So then it's, it's, it's self-empowering. And I, when I teach, I, I try to make a, a point about this, that we practice yoga. And yoga is not something out there. It's the practice that we do. Mm -hmm. So we have to, to embark in this journey of becoming present or to awaken or whatever you want to call it, but to the suchness of this moment. I, I stopped striving about or fantasizing about the idea of, of a radical awakening because I find that if I can make a connection right now, right, right now, as I'm saying these words, 
that's all there is, maybe. And it's already so beautiful and full. I don't know if I lost you somewhere there. Oh, no, I think uh, it's a really profound thought and also a profound question. The two questions that you asked, uh, in fact, I would recommend our listeners, our action takers to ask this wonderful question also is, are you here now and are you present? Simple yet so powerful and profound. And the questions are there, not necessarily to be answered right away, because the answering voice is the one that used to take us uh, into trips. Yeah. So the questions are pointers, and they actually don't need to be answered. In fact, the answer would be, I can only be here now, so I must be here now, <laughs> because there's nowhere else to be. Yeah. But it is posted in a form of a question, just to, and it leaves it suspended, as it were. And that is when the magic happens, because, because there is a, 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 it's, it's not just heady and understanding it in, in, in concepts, but as a Hatha Yogi, I find that now I get to experience it in my body, this awareness of being here now. Mm-hmm. And, and in that sense, the other flip side of the coin is, in the beginning I said, well, we do yoga, we do these practices, we apply these techniques, we follow these roadmaps. But if with the moment we arrive and we become present, it is almost as if yoga starts doing you. And, and I don't know if you ever went through that experience that, and, and you have, and everybody has, that you're doing something, but you're not quite doing it. it sometimes we drive the car like that. We're not really thinking, yeah. but, but if it's a dance or if it's a, your spiritual practice of any kind, for me it's moving my body in space, or sitting in silence, but sometimes it feels as if I'm not doing it. And it's such a beautiful sensation. It's as if something is moving through me now, something greater than the one I think I am. Mm -hmm. That is the magic. Yeah. Yes. I have experienced that actually. And for me, it normally happens not at the start of a yoga session, but somewhere in the midst of it, especially if there is a yoga instructor, a practitioner, sort of nudging us towards a particular space. So for example, one of the profound quotes I heard recently was that the instructor said that we are heading towards the same location, all of us, but we are heading there from different directions. So as soon as I listen to this thought while I'm doing a yoga posture, uh, whatever posture I'm doing or whatever pose I'm doing, I get into this state where I'm in deep thought just to ask that profound question is that, you know, what different direction are we moving from and what is that point that we're moving towards? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, taking a few steps back, uh, how did you first get exposed to yoga? The physical practice came to me a a few times randomly as a teenager. I gave it a try and I guess I wasn't ready. And it wasn't until I moved to Vancouver and that was in 2001 that a a new yoga studio had opened up and, and my wife went to take a class and she came back from that class and she said, oh my God, you have to, you have to come to to yoga with me tomorrow. And I said, oh, I've tried yoga before. I don't know. And she's like, oh, no, you have to come. This is different. And I went to that class the next day. And when the class finished, I looked at her and I said, oh, my God, I think I just found something that I will be doing for the rest of my life. It felt like that. It hit me. There was something about what we're talking right now, the, the arriving, the, the becoming present, 
there was a moment of stillness. Something, something hit me in that class that I was like, oh, I, I, think, I think this is the right direction for me. And since that day, I, I've been practicing pretty much every day. That's really wonderful. You said that you tried yoga initially, but you felt that you weren't ready. But then many years later, when you were in Vancouver, you went again. You said, let's give it another try. But when you went, after that session, you knew it. You felt it deep within that this is a direction that you wanted to head toward. Uh, now, you also mentioned on your website that your journey took you from acting to writing and then to backpacking all over the world. And you're currently ma based in Switzerland. Was there a theme in all of these parts of your life? Was there something that you were looking for? Yeah, I... I was looking for myself. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for myself. And the reason why I couldn't find myself is because I was looking on the outside. <laughs> I, I was looking into either playing at being other people in acting or in writing as same, expressing someone else's ideas or, or trying to cultivate my own. What are my ideas? What do I think? And then backpacking the same to... I, I almost needed to go as far as I could mm -hmm. just to realize that it's always me here now. And, and that's what hit me that time in the yoga class. I thought, I've been looking for this all along, and it's inside of me. And now I, there's, there's a technique that is finally pointing the arrow in the right direction. For somebody who has been thinking of getting into yoga, has maybe done it once or twice or a few times, but needs that little nudge. What are some of the benefits of yoga now? If you could break down these benefits into short-term and then long-term benefits as well. The immediate benefits that someone can get is finally having the sensation of the totality of the physical body. And again, it's like, well, but of course, everybody that is walking around, everybody that is living has a physical body. We all have a physical body. Mm -hmm. But I don't know you, but in, in my life, sometimes I can almost forget about it. Like... I, or I, I could only come back to my body when, when it hurts yeah. here or there. But there's no awareness of this sensation of aliveness under our skin. And, and it's, it's quite remarkable, actually, because the more we connect with this energy, this living entity that we call my body, the, the easier it is to, to meditate, for one. Most meditation techniques are not about spacing out, going somewhere. Yeah. But it's, it's spacing in, it's, it's feeling it. In the end, there's, there will be no more words said to silence, and we're left with the sensation of being alive, which is bliss, because there's nothing else. So yeah, I know we got really sidetracked, but, but we started, what, what hit me that first class was, wow, like, Look at my body, but now from the inside instead of from the outside. Mm -hmm. My God, it feels like this. It's true that I can feel the inside of my hand without moving it. it, it I, I can feel the whole thing as if it was one organism, which it is, as opposed to an amalgamation of parts. And, and that you get right away. You go to the first yoga class, and if, if you land in your body, it's something remarkable. I'm not saying that is the only thing that I can do it. Some people feel it when they go for a run. Some people feel it when they make love. Some people feel it when they eat good food. Well, yoga, you feel it without doing anything. And, and also when you do something. And, 
revitalizing the body by opening the channels. It's almost as if the, the life situation that we go through, our challenges, our habits, start creating energy patterns in the body. And they move very well in certain ways and, and other areas are neglected. So as soon as you start getting into a harmonious opening of your body, these channels will open up and this energy will move to areas that haven't been felt before, that we forgot, we have. That you can feel right away, right away. It changes almost immediately our level of attention, level of concentration, level of ease, which is important in order not to get disease, mm -hmm. our level of contentment, because it, it helps us connect to the breath, and the breath is always happening. Yeah. It, it, the breath is not even something that we need to do. But it, all, this idea or this experience, not an idea, of being one with the breath, that's very soothing. That's practical. So for me, yoga was really powerful, and I can completely resonate with your thoughts as well. Uh, initially, I was hearing a lot about this talk of mind-body connection. But for me, it was just mainly theory. But when I actually rejoined yoga, I did yoga as a kid, but then I totally forgot about it. And I rejoined yoga many years later. I was able to live the concept of mind-body. And for the first time, I could actually experience that in order to think a certain way, which might be difficult to just think about it, you move and you automatically think about it. And in order to feel a certain way, you actually think about it and then you feel about it. So I was able to actually live the mind-body connection, which uh, other practices really didn't do that effectively for me, uh, but yoga did. Yeah. Because I think there's, um, we're giving ourselves space mm -hmm. in, in a yoga practice. One could say that writing, any, any, anything that we do is a mind-body connection. The, the mind and the body have to work together towards uh, washing dishes. But what, what happens in yoga is that we are not doing many things at once. Mm -hmm. We strip down to do one breath at a time and one pose at a time. And one practice at a time. One thing at a time. Wonderful. Now, I've watched many of your videos on Gaia while doing yoga at home. And I've noticed that you have a very different approach to performing yoga poses. Uh, you not only integrate philosophy into your sessions, but you also lay emphasis on proper breathing, which you refer to as subtle yet profound. I love that. Subtle yet profound. So could you talk to us about the importance of breathing during yoga? Mm-hmm. The, the importance of breathing, living. <laughs> there's no, there's no, um, we cannot go more than, what, what is it, five minutes without a breath. I mean, it, it's, life is, is, is breathing. And in yoga, we have these two polarities about breathing. Because on one side, we, we become aware of the breath. And we start moving it. Yes. And we start learning breathing techniques. And you can hold it a little longer here. And you can release it this way there. And you can um, accelerate it, make it shallow, make it deep. You start playing with it. Yeah. And, but eventually you have to let it go. Because eventually either you go into Shavasana and the relaxation at the end where you surrender the breath and you let it come back to its normal flow. So there's the controlling of the breath which is one of the ways um, some teachers translate pranayama, mm -hmm. or there's the, 
dancing with it. And the other part means that the breath is, is always coming and going, hopefully for a long time. But now we get to work with it, to wave with it, to go to places with it. It, is, it, it would be the equivalent um, to someone learning how to play an instrument. And at the beginning, we're making sound. And eventually, we become more in tune with the instrument that we don't really need to think so much which finger is going to press. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it's even, it gets to a point where the music is playing itself through the fingers of the pianist. Do you know what I'm talking about? So something similar with the, with the breath. It's like, okay, take the clay, make any shapes. Take the breath, start playing with it. And at some point, you go into your meditation, for example, which is the art of doing nothing, not even the breath. Mm -hmm. And if you can follow the breath, it takes you to the one place you've been seeking all your life. Here. Boom. Wonderful. Now, I know that you conduct yoga retreats at some of the most beautiful destinations in the world, such as Indonesia, Greece, and Switzerland. What's it like attending one of your retreats? And what can a person expect? Well, someone can expect the ideal situation <laughs> in the most awkward way. Because most people, when they think of vacation or uh, tropical places, it's almost like going to, to paradise. And then you get there and you don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the opposite. We're going to paradise and we're doing a lot of yoga. And what, what astonishes me is that we're still, we're practicing, we do basically two classes a day, an early morning before sunrise meditation and pranayama, the, the breathing techniques, mm -hmm. followed by a two and a half hour asana practice. And this in the morning practices more um, heating style, vinyasa, dynamic yoga. And then we do another session in the evening that is about two hours long, where we do the very chill yoga very relaxing, restorative, gentle hatha, uh, yin yoga. So we explore both sides. And it's amazing because we are, we are removed from our daily lives. We don't have to clean and cook. And we can really take our times to, to explore all the subtleties of this practice. We have time. We have seven days of like six hours of yoga a day. And in the middle of the day, people can do whatever they want on the beach, hiking, activities. There's always um, something to do. But it's amazing the transformation that you can go through even in seven days. Because if you put it together, it's, it's about at least 30 hours of yoga in one week. Mm -hmm. and, and it's almost like you walk away with a different body. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, once you have that different body once you've gone through such a structure for so many days and met some awesome people your practice back home changes as well right yes and i i i find that people that have their own personal practice at home tend to be more regular at, at attending retreats so it, it is almost as if every now and then for some is once a year or whenever possible they immerse themselves with a teacher and they and together we explore and we test the boundaries and we explore edges and I say explore and you, you test the boundaries but you don't go over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we 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 see how much space we can create and then people go home and they own it and they apply it. 
I, I truly believe I am a yoga teacher. I, I go to places and I teach classes. So I really benefit from having students attending my classes. But I have to be honest, I believe that the real practice of yoga is in solitude. It's even 10 minutes at home sitting or sitting with the legs up the wall mm-hmm. or even the moment before you fall asleep at night, if we can get down to that. But, but let's own it. We create a sacred space in our daily lives. It could be in, in the corner of the room, but a moment of personal quality time, I call it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Going to paradise and doing a lot and a lot of yoga. I love that. And I also love that you mentioned that the ideal way of doing yoga is in solitude and action takers. If you are new to yoga or if you've been doing yoga for a, a while and you're thinking about how do you start yoga at home, then I came across Gaia recently, which is basically how I put it, Netflix for the health and wellness. <laughs> health and wellness. <laughs> so you have loads and loads of really good content, good video, good HD quality videos and people who've spent pretty much their entire lives learning yoga and teaching you right in front of you, including Nico Luce. Uh, I have no affiliation with Gaia, but I love it a lot and I do it myself. So if you can check it out, that's Gaia.com. They've recently shifted or changed the name from Gaia TV to Gaia, but check it out and uh, let me know what you think about it. Now, uh, Nico, from what you shared, yoga is the union of mind, body, and spirit. And a regular practice of yoga can really transform our lives. But when you think about life transformation, it might seem a bit overwhelming. So in order to start somewhere and really get some momentum going on, is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners? Mm, A health tip? Yes. And it would have to be to do, if there's one thing, it would be to become aware of the state of our being at any given time, as if we were doing uh, quick quick checkups on ourselves. What is the state of my being right now? Mm-hmm. What is the state of my being right now? Not just my body, not just my emotions, the, the whole of it, all of it. What is the state of my being right now? Am I calm? Am I nervous? Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I with the whole? Am I in pain? Am I um, bursting with energy? Mm-hmm. Because when we don't know, it takes us for a ride. And, and we forget that the whole point was to become present, to be here now. So a good question to ask is, what is the state of my being right now? That will affect the, the energy that moves through it, through this being, the attitude to whatever happens in in our daily lives, the way we respond to our family, our friends, co-workers, the state of our being right now changes everything. Well, thanks a lot for that powerful tip. Now, Ricky Rogers once explained that strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't overcoming the things we once thought we couldn't that happens when we begin to look at a challenge in a new way just like a surfer looks at a large wave not as a barrier but as an opportunity to paddle toward it learn it and then ride it so nico take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge what was your initial reaction to the challenge and then how did you overcome it i'm going to take you to something that that is just happened in my life um 
about five days ago, I started uh, feeling some pain in one of my molars. And I was teaching a retreat in the mountains. So I, 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 I became aware that, that I was feeling something, that it was progressing, and, and I wanted to stay present. And I couldn't go to a dentist, and we still have three more days to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know the severity of it. And, and the weekend ended, and, and it was manageable. I took a few um, Tylenols, and it worked out. But then it got stronger and deeper and, and to a point that last night I, I couldn't sleep at all. The, the pain was excruciating and the appointment to the dentist was today. So last night I can't sleep and, and I'm awake in bed and, and the voice in my head back to, so, so this is the situation, you're feeling pain and, and we don't want to feel pain. I didn't want to feel pain. It was so painful. Like 1 to 10, it was 10. Mm-hmm. But what can I do right now? Because it's, this is happening. And, and the me not wanting to feel what's happening not only makes what's happening more painful, it, it creates hell. It creates suffering. That is suffering. That is the, I'm feeling this, but I, I want that. I'm feeling pain, but I want joy. And, and then my practice was, then if, if pain is is what there is, then let's feel the pain. Let's just, as, as an exercise, Nico, feel the pain. And I fell asleep like that, <laughs> feeling the pain. I, I slept for like about two hours feeling the pain. It was interesting. And now the pain is gone. I knew it was going to be gone. There's no pain that lasts forever, no emotion that lasts forever. And even if it's going to be the last one, even more. What is the last thing I'm ever going to feel? Let's feel it. Mm-hmm. So back to the beginning, the being here now. The here and now may be chaotic. Sometimes the here and now is painful. Sometimes the here and now is peaceful. Mm-hmm. But coming to terms with it, I am here and now. Meaning here and now are part of who I am. And I cannot relate to the here and now as if it was my enemy because I'm finding myself. I didn't... I didn't provoke the pain in my mother. It just happened. So be with what's happening. And, and of course, make the appointment, go to the doctor, get it fixed. <laughs> but yeah. everything will happen at its own time. It's, it's very interesting to, to do as an, as an exercise. Yeah? Yeah. To, to feel the feeling, to check in, and, 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 and not to relate to it as if we were trying to push it away. To, to take it as another experience. Mm-hmm. Now I can talk about it. Last night I couldn't talk about it. This morning I was really crampy about it. <laughs> yeah. So looking back now, maybe in one sentence, what is it one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? Be here now. Be present. This shall pass because it will pass. Because everything passes, we stay. So time passes and space almost passes as if we were going through... The, the the galaxy like like in star wars mm-hmm. sometimes i have this idea that you know in the, the very old cartoons that the the character was always in the middle of the screen and what was changing was the background yeah <laughs> so instead of us thinking of us going through life it's almost like life is going through us mm-hmm. and this is the only place to be where i am right now and the the experience of the moment is feeling what i'm feeling 
that perhaps the meaning of life is not understanding or figuring out the, the secret. The, perhaps the meaning of life is being alive. The meaning of life is living through whatever we're living. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your powerful story with us. And first of all, making it to this interview, even in such a situation. So I'd like to thank you for that. And that's a reminder for us. If there's pain, then take some time to feel the pain, not to escape it, but to just take some time to feel it. Because as you mentioned, change is the only constant. Seen another way, a challenge is an opportunity for growth. If you do something about it and take action, but again, spend some time to experience the situation that you are in. Now, something that makes a challenge easier to deal with is when you find your calling or your mission or your purpose, depending on how you term it. Because when you're on your path, then every failure, every obstacle or every challenge seems worth it because you know that you're heading there slowly but surely. And on that very note, Jerry Gillis once said, you will recognize your own path when you come upon it because you will suddenly have all the energy and all the imagination you will ever need. So Nico, have you found your life's purpose? And if yes, what is your life's purpose? I believe I found it a few times. And when I was in into acting, that was my purpose. And I loved every moment of it. Mm-hmm. And when I moved, morphed into a yoga teacher, I love every minute of it. And, and somehow I can relate those two things because they were very strong passions for me. I, I get your quote. What you were saying is when you, when going to work is so exciting, it, it gives you energy. When you get more than, if you give it all, you, you get so much more in return. I can teach yoga forever. I can teach yoga with pain in my molar. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I forget about the pain too. Um, it takes me to places. Taking people to places takes me to places because we have to go together. They, in, in the Buddhist tradition, they, they relate the, the teachings of the Buddha as if it was a raft. Mm-hmm. But someone has to, to, to drive this raft. Yeah. So then the yoga teacher does that. And, but because I'm taking them, and, and, and it's funny because I take people to places too. We go to Bali or to Goa, <laughs> and I take them into the jungle or the beach or whatever, and we all go together. So the fact that I'm not there guiding from afar, but I'm in the space sharing this moving energy, it's so rewarding. I love it. That, that is my purpose. My purpose is definitely to, to spread these teachings, definitely, because they, they mean so much to me. They're so dear to my heart. I've seen people becoming so powerful by using these tools, people becoming responsible, mm-hmm. people becoming reliable, honest, the best qualities. So I'm not saying that is the only raft. There are many. Take anyone. I do yoga because it's really fun on top (laughs) and i'm sure that our listeners and action takers no matter where they are listening from right now or no matter which year they are in maybe they're in 2016 or 2018 but they can 
feel your energy and your passion and the fun that you associate with yoga and when you are in such a state action takers no matter what you're doing even if no one is paying you for your job you really want to go get up in the morning and go to work or go to do business or do whatever you're doing because you are infused with that idea and that concept that you are part of something bigger than yourself so thanks a lot for that and uh, looking back now, Nico, was there ever a particular moment beyond which you knew, without a doubt, mm. that this is what you were meant to do? Take us back to that very moment. I think the the moment that changed my perspective, my relationship with yoga, came through a question. Uh, a friend of mine asked me this question: mm. If if you could redesign your life, if you could change anything. If you could live following your bliss and doing what you love, what would you do? And I was like, it was a moment of silence. And all, I could, all, all that would come up to my mind was how much I enjoy being on the mat. My, my, that, that question triggered how much I was enjoying practicing yoga, sitting down in meditation, reading about this tradition. I, I guess it came out of my mouth. I said, I would do yoga. I would, I would do yoga. I would, but like he said, but you, you already do yoga. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but I would, I would, I would live off yoga. I would make yoga my living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was a moment. And it was so, it became so clear through that one question. And, and at the time it wasn't that I had a super deep yoga practice nor that I had the conditions to teach yoga. I had been living in Vancouver for about a year. My English was really a broken English to the point that when I started teaching yoga, I had to do the entire asana practice for people to be able to follow me because my English wasn't good enough to tell them, step your right foot forward, lower the left heel down and lift your torso up. Like I didn't have the vocabulary. So, but I loved it so much. And I felt so privileged from being able to do what I love. I I truly believe this is the secret for success, to do what we love. We get the most probabilities of being successful at doing what we love because there's the powerful energy of love behind it. Mm-hmm. So action takers, I think it's a good time to ask yourself this question. If you could redesign your life, if you could change Anything or everything, what would you do? I repeat, if you could redesign your life, what would you do? And to help you there, I recently came across a book called Living Forward. This is by Michael Hyatt. Uh, And what this book helps you do is design or write your life plan. Now, writing a life plan is very different from setting goals or setting, you know, planning to achieve them. This is writing your life plan. So irrespective of your age, whether you're 15, 25, 35, 55 or 75, I would suggest grab this book called Living Forward by Michael Hyatt because it teaches you how to write your life plan. And I've been spending the last couple of days really uh, setting, uh, keeping away everything else, keeping away social media or internet or for that matter, anything else, any distraction, but just sitting down and writing my life plan. And and it's powerful because you feel excited and you feel like you're designing your life 
once again so thanks a lot for reminding us uh, nico and we have finally arrived at the last round for today's episode the wisdom round during which i ask you four rapid fire questions and you respond with nuggets of wisdom so that our listeners can take notes and take action so are you ready yes uh, looking back at your life what is the best advice that someone ever gave you this one man in india after i closed a bass door on his fingers and while he's bandaging his fingers that are bleeding looked at me and said shit happens and i said oh sir i'm so sorry and he looked at me again and he said don't worry shit happens mm-hmm. and it hit me <laughs> so hard shit happens and and beautiful things happen too everything happens including shit <laughs> so when shit happens not to take it personal yes we are going through shit but not to make it is against me life is against me no it, it is another episode another moment shit happens mm-hmm. name a personal habit that keeps you going eating well mm-hmm. eating eating healthy so nico what is your morning ritual like well i wake up in the morning and i get i help the kids get ready for school and once they are off to school i have breakfast and then i do my practice and yeah i i just do my practice at home and that's first thing in the day could you name a book that has played a major role in your life yeah i i feel unfair when i when it comes to to this because there are a few books that have been very powerful but if i have to start with with an easy one would be the dao dao de ching the dao de ching is uh, is spelled with a with a t t a o t e ching but it's but it sounds uh, we pronounce it with a d dao de ching and is is this um 83 verses on advice on how to live and it's about it's a 2500 year old book that is full of wisdom and is really easy to read or this this truths that we all recognize mm-hmm. so action takers to access the show notes visit my7chakras.com/78 and if you can share this episode with friends and family over social media it's really simple just type the link onto the message box and hit tweet or post because we have a lofty goal we want to reach 1 million people over the next 5 years and it's really difficult for me to do it all alone and that's why we can do it together and i'm confident that your community will thank you for it the link is my7chakras.com/7878is in digits so nico it was great having you on our show today right before we end the show tell us one thing that you're really grateful for tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye yes i'm grateful for for my family um this this they are my roots and they nurture me and i wouldn't be able to do what i do without my wife and my two kids i'm very very grateful for them and the way to find me i'm i'm online i have a website nicoluche.com and i'm also on social media and facebook nicoluche yoga and instagram same accounts and i love to meet people that have been practicing with me for many years <laughs> like when i travel around the world sometimes someone says you know i've been doing your videos for like 5 years so it's finally 
a great moment when you meet someone that that you're supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. So there you go, action takers. If you are already a yoga practitioner, or if you've been thinking about it for a while, and if you want to embrace yoga not just as a practice but as a way of living as a philosophy then head on over to nicoluce.com nicoluce.com because you'll find a lot of wisdom a lot of stories a lot of ideas on how you can take your yoga practice to the next level and of course there's always an opportunity to have a different sort of holiday a different sort of vacation where you head on to a beautiful place like indonesia or greece or uh, switzerland for that matter and you spend a couple of days with wonderful people and just do yoga 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 and meditation and change the way that you look at life and i'm also coming to vancouver uh, at the end of April, I will be teaching workshops and so people from the area, all my neighbors, <laughs> you can join us in the North Shore. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned April, right? Yes. Wonderful. So we'll have the link to the website as well on the show notes. So you can always head on there and click the button and go right there and you know understand and learn more about uh, the events and the workshops as well. Also, if you like this episode, head on over to my7chakras.com slash review. Subscribe to our show so that you have the latest episodes downloaded automatically to your device. And leave us a rating and review. Reviews really, really matter. And I read each and every one of your reviews. It'll just take a minute or two. So leave a review and tell me what you think of today's episode. The link is my7chakras.com slash review, R-E-V-I-E-W. That's slash r-e-v-i-e-w so nico thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about the power of yoga and taking us one more step closer to a human revolution thank you for the opportunity you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action Transform your life today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.